Thanks for joining us on Our Father's House's weekly podcast, A Place to Find God. Each week we bring you a sermon from our Sunday services where you can be uplifted and grow in Jesus on the go. If you have any questions or want to learn more about us, you can always check us out online by going to ofhorangeburg.com. We'd love to get to know you. Now let's get to this week's message. Hallelujah, Jesus. Come on, let's open our mouths and tell the Lord, thank you for something. God, we just bless you today. We honor you. We glorify you. Look at you, God. You're just an awesome God. We thank you for how you brought us. You kept us together last year. And Lord, everything didn't go as we would have desired, but your will, way, word, and purpose is always good. So we bless your name today. We honor your name. We thank you because everything works together for good. Yeah. There's good in it. And we thank you. You brought us through dark places last year. You kept us and you led us by your hand. Your word was indeed a lamp unto our feet. It was a light unto our path. And we just want to say thank you this morning. Thank you for your goodness. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for your mercy. We just appreciate you. God, we even ask you. Holy Spirit, yes. have your way this morning. Yes, Lord. Let the word go forth with clarity. Let it go forth to reach hearts. Because, Lord, I know you have something great in store for us. Yes, Lord. And we sit with great expectation, looking for what it is that you have to say. We yes. give you glory this morning. We honor you in the name of Jesus Christ, I pray. Thank God. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. I love the Lord this morning. Yes. I bless God just for his goodness. Thank God that he kept us together. Yes. Another yes, year. Yes, Amen. Yes, God yes. kept us. Amen. Is everything like we would have wanted it? No, it's not. But one thing I do know for certain, God is good. Amen. God is good. Yes, yes. And I just appreciate Appreciate him for that. Amen. When I think that they used to tell us in the church, Brother Peter, when I think of the goodness of yeah. Jesus. Oh, yeah. And all that he's all done for me, my soul cries out. Hallelujah. I thank God for saving me. Yeah. Hallelujah. And are there things that I can think about? And if I think long and hard enough and dwell on those things, would I cry? I sure would. But I found a secret. That when situations or when thoughts come to my mind that would maybe want to take me down a dark path, stop and think on the goodness of oh, God. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because whatever the enemy may have done or whatever God allowed him to do, it was his desire to be so much worse. Amen. So yeah. I'm blessing God this morning. Praise and I've got so much to praise him. So yeah. much to praise God for. There are things I have. <laughs> There are things I've got to praise God for that I haven't even praised him for yet. Yes. You understand? Because some things I've learned too this past year, some things we just take for granted. There are things we just take for granted. Take a breath of air. Even those of you who are online, take a breath of air. And then you're going to take another one. Yes. And then you're going to take another one. We don't stop and say, God, I thank you for my breath. People say, now you get real deep. Uh-uh, uh-uh, uh-uh. But there are things that we just need to learn to tell God thank you for. Amen. Because the more we bless him, the more he'll bless us. Amen. I praise God today. I praise God for Bishop Ed, my husband of 47 years. Amen. I love that man. And I thank God because he is a gift in my life. He is a gift in my life. 
I praise God for my husband. Amen, amen, amen. There is a word that the Lord dropped in my heart. Um, recently, we visited another church, and the pastor shared a, a, a message. And even before he, before we went there, this had already been on my heart. This had already been on my heart, but I, I, it spoke right to where God has me and where I believe he has us as a church and as a ministry. I really want us to look at this. Um, there is an Olympic swimmer. His name is Michael Phelps. I'm sure most of you have heard of him. Yeah. Michael Phelps, Phelps is the most decorated Olympian of all times. He has won 23 gold medals. Plus, he has silver medals and bronze medals. But the gold medals that he has, they represent that he was the best in the world at whatever the, the, the swimming meet that he was in, whether it was the backstroke, the butterfly, or whatever. He was the best in the world at that time. At that time. But I found out something recently. Most people, I don't, I didn't know it. I won't even say most people, but I did not know that the gold medals that they give in the Olympics are not solid gold. Most of my life, I have felt like these medals were solid gold because look at all the work they put in. Look at all, all what they do in order to get this gold medal and they're kissing the medal, taking the pictures and, because they have won a gold medal. And this is not taking anything away from them because they earned those medals. That was a lot of hard work. Much, much, much hard work. But it was still a gold medal. I found out though, that the gold medals are only they they're 92 plus percent silver. <laughs> but they have overlaid it with real gold. All right. Okay. It's silver, but it's overlaid with gold. If you look at it, if you look at it, you'll think it's real gold. All the I'm telling you, all these years I thought this was gold. Mm -hmm. But so you see the medals and they're and, and, and proud of their achievements. And they should be, because like I said, they've had to work hard to get to where they are. But I found out too that the last time that real gold medals were given out was in 1912 in the Olympics. <laughs> and since then, they have only been medals overlaid in silver medals overlaid with gold. That's important. Now, we'll come back to that. But I want to share you a, with you a story this morning. And most of you, I'm sure, I, I, I'm talking to people who, who I'm sure know the word or know, you've heard this before. But we know about Solomon, who was the richest man who ever lived. He was the wisest man who ever lived. God made a covenant with him. How many of you know that if God makes a covenant, he's going to be sure to his word? All right. yes. If you can ever get God to speak about anything, mm. you can rest 
assured that whatever God says is coming to pass. Oh, yes. Yeah. All right. God made a covenant with Solomon. We know that Solomon was David's son. And David wanted to, to, to build God a house. Mm -hmm. Wanted to build a temple. Because the, the Ark of the Covenant dwelled in tents. But David wanted to build God a house. But God told David, no, 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 no. You can't build me my house because you got blood on your hands. Because David was a man of war. Yeah. Mm -hmm. David was a man of war. But you got blood on your hands. And and and, and said, but I'm going to let your son Solomon build a temple. And you know what David did as a wise father? Almost every single thing that Solomon would need in order to Praise build that Lord. temple, David set it aside. Yes, yes, he did. It Praise was put up Lord. in storehouses. Yes. Mm -hmm. Was put back and set aside. David wasn't going to build a temple. He didn't know his son was going to do it because that's what God said. Remember, God always through the word. So he started saving for his son. Yeah. Praise the Lord. Yes, yes. That's wise. And for yes. us as parents, let me just kind of step aside a little bit here. We need to make sure we store up for our children. All right. Okay. Amen. Mm -hmm. Praise the Lord. That's enough of that. But now, God has promised David that Solomon was going to build a temple. Mm -hmm. But then God talked to Solomon himself. Yes. God told Solomon, say now, if you will live righteously before me, and I'm paraphrasing, he said, I will bless you with wisdom. Mm -hmm. Yes. Because Solomon had asked God for something. Mm -hmm. He said, well, I'll bless you with wisdom and I'll bless you with honor and riches and long life. But the condition was as long as you live righteously before me. Mm -hmm. All right. God fulfilled his side of the bargain. Mm -hmm. Yes. Solomon was living for God. Yes. And God fulfilled his side of the bargain. What he did, Solomon was the wisest man who has ever been. Mm -hmm. God gave him wisdom. Yeah, right. Can you imagine? There's some wise people, but their wisdom may just be from being around and learning and seeing here and there, but God gave Solomon wisdom. Mm -hmm. So much so that Kings from all over would come to look to listen to the wisdom of Solomon. Mm -hmm. All right. We know the story about how there were two women. One 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 woman's baby died that night at night. I think she may have laid over on her. She went to, she went to sleep or something like that. And the baby died. And this other lady, she had a baby. So when the lady woke up, who had, whose baby was dead, realized that her baby had died, she switched her baby with the other baby, mm -hmm. other lady's baby. And then when the lady woke up, she sees this baby. She knows her own child. Oh, yeah. So now she takes this baby and looks, that's my child. There they are before the king. In Solomon's wisdom, in Solomon's wisdom, he said, okay, what we going to do? She said, it's my baby. She said, it's my yeah. baby. He said, okay, what we going to do? We going to cut the baby in half and give both of y'all a piece. So then what happens, the lady who, baby, who, it wasn't her baby, she said, okay, yeah, okay, we're going to cut it. Yeah. We're going to cut it. But the woman whose baby it was, she said, well, Give it no, 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 don't cut the baby. Yeah. Give it to her. Yeah. I, she would rather have sacrificed yes, not being able to Praise raise the, the child than to see her child that Solomon says, okay, 
give it to that. <laughs> That's the kind of wisdom Solomon would operate in yeah. because this is wisdom from God. Amen. Yeah. So here he was. Solomon had that wisdom. But not only did Solomon have wisdom, but Solomon had riches. Yeah. Not only did the kings and queens come to see his wisdom, to partake of his wisdom, but they also came to talk to see the riches. Solomon built God a temple. Not only did he build God a temple, but he also built himself a house. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and, and, oh my God, have mercy, Jesus. When the temple was finished, he built the temple of God first. Mm -hmm. Hint, hint. Keep God first. Mm -hmm. All right. When the temple was finished, and Solomon prayed, they were dedicating the temple to God. The glory of the Lord came down so much in that place. Mm -hmm. Came down so even the priests couldn't even stand up. Yeah. Yeah. Because the glory of God came. He built a beautiful place mm -hmm. and they dedicated it to God. Mm -hmm. Hallelujah, Jesus. Mm. Then after he finished, then he built himself a grand house. But and let's go to the scripture. In second, this is where I want to get to. Second Chronicles, the ninth chapter, and let's start reading at the 21st verse. And this is going to be in the NIV. And King Solomon made, I just want to show you some of the things that Solomon put in his house. And King Solomon made 200 targets of beaten gold, 600 shekels of beaten gold went to one target. Verse 16, and, and 300 shields made he of beaten gold, 300 shekels of gold went to one shield and the king put them in the house of the forest of Lebanon. I want us to look at this. There were two sets of shields. Some were small. There were 200 of them that were smaller and he called them targets. And if we look at that with the price of gold today, they would have been worth total about $102,760, which is approximately $500 each for it. That's for a little small target shield. Mm -hmm. But the 300 larger shields together today would cost about five mil over $5 million at $17,000 for each one of these shields mm -hmm. built with gold. Mm -hmm. And these men would come out and stand with their golden shields. Just imagine how they would look. The gold shining. See, because the Israelites and Solomon, very, very proud of how much gold they had because it was a standard. Others saw them, other nations would come and see how, how much riches and glory was on the temple and on the children of Israel because yes. of the amount of wealth mm -hmm. that they possessed. Right. Mm -hmm. It was... <laughs> mm. Verse 17, then the king made a great throne. He covered with ivory and overlaid it with pure gold. He, there is a saying that I learned in Jamaica that says some people, some, in some place, what is it, what is it, what is it? Is it a common mango, right? Common mango? Yeah. Common mango like stones. They throw common mango that dogs like stone because they're so common. It's all over the place. Matter of fact, I love them. I, 
We didn't have mangoes here, so I'm loving common mangoes. They throw them around like it was nothing because it was so many. So now Solomon had just so much gold. He overlaid his throne with gold. The, gold, the throne had six steps, and a, and a footstool of gold was attached on both sides of the seat. And twelve lions stood on the steps of either on each side of uh, uh, on the steps on six steps on each side. I mean, it was fabulous. There was nothing like it. Mm -hmm. And in verse twenty. It said this, it says, Sol and all Solomon's goblets, everything he drank out of was gold. He was rich. Everything he drank out of was gold. But this is the part, I, I, I want you to see this. It said, nothing was made of silver because silver was considered of little value in Solomon's day. Nothing. He had, he had the best of the... You know, when God said he's going to bless you, he's going to bless you. Oh, yeah. oh, yes, he he's will. going to bless you. But I want to go on down. I want us to look at this. If we look at today's prices, the gold alone for Solomon's temple would be like $194 plus billion. That's just in the temple. And when it was finished, it was finished. But every year, people would still bring more gold to Solomon. Because it showed how glorious Solomon and his kingdom was. Mm -hmm. I want us to look at something. And don't you ever forget this. Pride is not your friend. Mm -hmm. All right. Say that. Tell somebody. Tell them, say, pride is not your friend. Pride is not your friend. What do I mean by that? Pride will not allow you to see if you're getting off course with God. Mm -hmm. Pride will allow you to make some dumb mistakes, right. to do some dumb things in the name of maintaining your image. Mm -hmm. All right. Pride is not our friend. Solomon, people were coming from here, there, yonder, and four. Help me hear Holy Ghost. Here, there, yonder, and four. Bigging Solomon's name up, who he was, and, and what they were saying was the truth because God had blessed them. Mm -hmm. But regardless of how God blesses us, we've got to remember to always walk humbly before the Lord. To always walk humbly before the Lord. This is something, and I want you to repeat mm -hmm. this. Remember, look at somebody again and say this. Do not mishandle. The blessings of God. Do not mishandle the blessings of God. Just because God blesses you doesn't make us any better than anyone else. All right. Amen. See, because if we don't stay focused, we don't stay focused on purpose, anything can come and take us off course. Mm-hmm. Anything can come, and while we're still looking at the grandeur, we'll miss the wiles of the devil. Mm -hmm. Hallelujah, Jesus. Yes, yes. I want to go now. I want us to look at something. Sol Before Solomon died, Solomon led, not only did he go off course, but he led the whole nation off course. Mm -hmm. 
They started worshiping idol gods and they built altars to them and Solomon broke the covenant. Let me just say this too. Solomon had children. Mm -hmm. A lot of children. Yes. That many wives and concubines. He had a lot of children. And his children would see what he would do. Mm -hmm. Our children see our lifestyles. All right. They know if we live in holy. I'm not just talking to you. I'm talking to those who listen to me online too. Our children know Praise the Lord. All if right. we live in holy. Uh-huh. One of the things that still blesses me today is our children, my daughter, our daughter has been married 10, I think maybe 12 years this year. Yeah, this year. And she said, Mama, I have said when I get married, this is before she got married, she said, I don't want to marry anybody. She said, I'm not going to marry anybody as good as or better than my daddy. What is that? That he's, I'm, thank you. I'm not going to marry anybody if they're not as good as or better than my daddy. Well, how would she have come to that conclusion? He was an example. She saw how he treated me. He saw, she saw how he was a father. You understand? So now our children see us. Do they see us serving God? Mm -hmm. Or do they see us not serving God? Do they, they see our character mm -hmm. just like God sees? All right. Uh -huh. Solomon, when Solomon died, his son Rehoboam became king. And the Bible says this. He did evil in the sight of God. He did evil. The end of Solomon's life, Solomon did evil. And now here is his son coming up. His son is growing up. And he's doing evil just like his daddy. Solomon obeyed God, lived for God like his father did. But Solomon allowed pride to take him mm -hmm. on the course. All right. Uh, and if we look at 1 Kings, the 14th chapter, 25th through the 28th verse, this is one of the saddest passages to me in the scriptures. It says this, and it came to pass in the fifth year of, Re of King Rehoboam that Shishak, king of Egypt, came up against Jerusalem. Now this is only five years after Solomon is dead. All that gold, Brother Jimmy, all the five, I mean gold, riches. Five years later, Shishak, the king of Egypt, came up against Jerusalem. And he took away the treasures of the house of the Lord. Yes. And the treasures of the king's house. Mm -hmm. 
And he even took away the, all of the shields of gold which Solomon had made. Look specific. It didn't say he took away the goblets, but it specifically yeah. spoke about the shields. Yeah. And King Rehoboam made, and I want you to hear this, because mm -hmm. this is partly where I want to go today. And King Rehoboam made in their stead. Instead of the gold shields, yeah. he made in their stead brazen shields, which mean, meant brass, and committed them into the hands of the chief of the guard, which kept the doors of the king's house. They didn't have the gold anymore. So what he did to make sure the image still looked the same, he made brass shields, polished them up, polished them up, and they're now standing looking like what once was. Are we here? The brass was gone. I'm sorry, the gold was gone. The king of Egypt took it all. The goblins. I imagine somehow whether he took the throne or not, it was they had gold on. So he said he took all the gold. All the gold, all the goblins, all the but the Bible says the shields specifically mentions the shields. And with the shields, when the shields were gone, see, because when the when they're standing there. Just imagine 300 people standing with shields and there were 200 smaller shields that they would use for targets. And, but when they're standing there with their shields, just imagine you walk up on that. How glorious that looks. Mm -hmm. So now that the goal was gone, mm -hmm. what, he, what they now do, the king takes something else of lesser value. Something the, the Bible didn't say that, that the king of Egypt took the brass. They had brass. They had all other metal, all kind of other metals in there. But he said he took all the gold. Mm -hmm. Because it showed the wealth of Israel. It, it showed for mm. the glory of Israel. Uh -huh. And then because all of that was now gone. Five years after Solomon died, he now has to take something else and put it in its place. Is this what we've done with the anointing of the Holy Ghost? Mm -hmm. Is this what we've done? And I'm not just talking in the house, I'm talking online too. Whoever may hear this. How does our relationship Fellowship with God. Look now. Mm -hmm. All right. What does it look like? Can we still feel the presence of God like we once did? Praise the Lord. Mm -hmm. Because God has blessed us. Mm -hmm. And this is something, this is our charge for this year. I haven't gotten to my sermon, my subject yet. But this is our charge for this year. 
and we've got to be, we have got to be so careful that we don't do like Delilah did, mm -hmm. Samson and Delilah. You know the story about Samson, how God told him you can't have his hair cut, don't have his hair cut, because he had strength. And if his hair was cut, his strength was going to be gone. He would fool around and not be obedient to God and do things he wasn't supposed to do. Mm -hmm. And even would trick the lion lying to if you if you do this, if you put me some new ropes in, I'm a strength yeah. to be gone. If you do this, that'd be gone. And then when she put them on the, the ropes on, then she said, uh, Samson, the Philistines did upon you, he just broke the ropes. Mm -hmm. But then he kept on playing around. He kept on fooling around with things that he shouldn't have been fooling around with. Mm -hmm. And then she finally got to so what you, you, you're teasing me, man. Come on, you can tell me. You know, I can tell nobody. And he told her it's secret. If you cut my hair. So when he cut, when she cut his, when, when she cut his hair this time, put him to sleep, let him lay in her lap and run her hands across his back and whatever. And she cut his hair. And you know the Bible says in, in Judges, the 16th chapter, I believe it's the 20th verse, it says, she did, she said this. She said, the Philistines are finally Samson. And the Bible says this, and he awoke out of his sleep and said, I will go out as at other times before and shake myself. Mm -hmm. It says, and he knew not that the Lord had departed from him. Mm -hmm. All right. Are we still shaking? Are we still doing things and not realizing, recognize that the presence and the glory of the Lord mm -hmm. is not the work? We can still function. All right. Yeah. I can function. Yeah. I know how to do church. That's all yeah. I have done. You take me to a bar. I don't want to do no bar except when I saw TV. I don't know about that. I don't know about that, Brother Pete. I've been in church all my life. Yeah. But I know how to do church. But doing church is not enough. All right. God is looking and he's yearning. He's presenting an opportunity for every one of us to have close relationship and fellowship with him. Mm -hmm. All right. Now, my subject this morning is prepare for a visitation. Mm -hmm. All right. Prepare for a visitation. I was in Jamaica. We were living in Jamaica. We, I did a, um, I taught a, a weekly Bible study in Linstead. And we would go out every weekend. It was out on the veranda. Different people from the community would come around. And we had wonderful times. And wonderful, wonderful, wonderful times. And beautiful people. My goodness, people. And we, they would come out on the veranda, large veranda, so they would all just sit around and we just talk about the Lord and, you know, praise the Lord. It was just good. It was a good time. And I remember one night, it was near the end of the Bible study, and we were, I had taught, and then we were just praising the Lord, and we were just worshiping the Lord. I mean, the worship was so beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. I'm not one to see visions. I don't see very many visions. I believe people do. I don't say that enough. I, I believe God showed people visions. I don't, I'm not, I dream dreams. I dream dreams. But this particular night, I was standing there and I, I know this was a word. I saw 
it was like a, 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 a brass dome over the earth. And in this dome, it was like, uh, you could see holes poked all through it, little holes, which meant a little bit of light would shine here, a little bit of light would shine there, you know, different places all over. Mm -hmm. I saw it and I, 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 I just like, I could see it this much, just like I saw it then. And, but then I saw this thing, it, it was up here, but it started to open. And as it, you know, when I say open, it's like, like, you know, I guess if you look at it, if you take an orange, orange yeah that's probably the best way i can describe it and the pegs of the orange and you, you know you lay them down and it's it's like that so this thing started opening like that and as it opened light started shining i mean it wasn't just dots light started shining mm -hmm. and i said and it just kept it was turning and it was turning and it was turning and the glory of the lord was shining all over i saw it and the Lord spoke in my heart, and when he did, he said, it's not that I'm not doing things now. That's the small. But the time is coming where there's going to be a great revival. Mm, and it's not going to be in just private places, but it's going to be around the world. Mm -hmm. Souls are coming into the kingdom. That's why when, you, when I say God is going, there is going to be revival, I know this for a fact, just as sure as my name, because mm. I know what the Lord told me. All right. Yeah. And I know what I saw. So God is preparing us. It's going to happen before yes. the return of Jesus. Yes. Jesus is coming yeah. back. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But there is going to be a great revival. And the church, when Jesus comes back, let me just say this for a minute. When Jesus comes back, he's not coming back for a week. Thinky, thinky church. He's not coming back for a church that's how scouring and hiding he's coming back for a church that's holy one that's going to be standing strong to, to, and he's coming back for a people who say even so come lord jesus he's not he's not coming back he's not coming back just for people well i think i'm gonna make it hey sure i'm lord please Forgive, 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 and then you get him to go back. And, no, he's coming back for people who's expecting him Say to come. Yes, yes, yes. He's coming. I remember that I had a dream. That I had a dream, and Lord, this is not where I want to go. Praise the Lord. I had a dream, and 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 who? God, I bless you. I dreamed I saw Jesus come. This was last year. I saw Jesus coming. Mm -hmm. Bishop and I were standing outside in the yard and there was someone else who was there at the house and they no no they weren't there at the time but they were, I knew they were staying there and I I, I saw and I looked we were outside you all who've been to our house you, the 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 you know, the driveway is there on the side and we were standing by the side of the garage and and I I kind of, we were just talking he was probably about maybe four feet away from me and I, I was talking. We were just standing there talking, talking about something, and, and I remember what we were talking about too. And I looked up and I said, hmm. Then the second time, I looked, I looked again. I'm still looking, and I said, Babe, Jesus is coming. I said, Come over here, I need so we can go and get him. And then, but before he could move to where I was, the Lord had come. I 
saw him. I saw him. Like he was seated on this cloud. Mm -hmm. he, he came. He was there. And 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 before I could even say anything to uh, before I could even say much to Bishop, and all, because it was so it happened so quick, I saw these angels and they were whooshing, flying all over, just going whoosh, whoosh. And I saw one coming toward us, and they had three bouquets in their hand, and they dropped the bouquet. And when they I caught the bouquet. I caught the bouquet, and this whoever caught the bouquet would start going up. At first, I didn't, you know, I didn't, I saw some going up. I, whoa, wait a minute now. But I said, so I caught the bouquet, I finally dropped the bouquet. And, I, and it, then at that point, I didn't look around to see if Bishop had a bouquet. Because it was my time to go. Mm. I we understand. So I'm hoping he had a bouquet. I believe he had a bouquet. But it was my, you don't understand what I'm saying. And, and I'm not, not, God knows I'm not, because I do believe, because I know he's living holy, he's going to make it. But now, but you don't understand, but it, it, it was a situation where you can't now worry about somebody else. Mm -hmm. Going back with the Lord is every man for himself. Yeah, I look, God knows I love my husband. I'm Praise so grateful Lord. for him. But yeah. this walk that we must walk is every man and every woman yeah. for ourselves. Mm -hmm. Save thyself. I, that's the word. Save yourself. Mm -hmm. Because we're not going to get no. My record is different than his record. Mm -hmm. I've got to be holy for myself. But anyway, let me go on with our We have got to prepare for a visitation mm -hmm. from the Lord. All right. Because he's going to visit. Mm -hmm. The revival is coming. Yes. So great numbers of souls are coming into the kingdom. And the harvest is ripe. So the question is, will we, and this is to me too, will we be a part of what God is doing? A couple weeks ago, our children, but well, they were thinking of coming Thanksgiving, but all of them couldn't come. So I postponed. Let's say, let's say we can let's do it two weeks from now. Then we scheduled the date, and it was two weeks halfway between Christmas and Thanksgiving. And so they all they all were come. Everybody came. My, my the three children, our two, uh, our son-in-law, our son-in-law, our son-in-law, and our daughter-in-law, who are also our children. And our two grandchildren, everybody was under the, at the house. And I don't think I've had that in about four years, <clears throat> maybe, maybe longer, that everybody was at the house at one time. But we had to prepare for their visitation. Mm -hmm. I'm not one who keeps sheets on the bed. People don't come to my house all the time and stay now. So even, even when there was no pandemic, I, if, if you came and stayed, I would strip the beds. I would make the bed back up. Maybe keep pillowcases on it, and so it looked neat, and the room is neat. But why? Because when you came, I was going to put maybe six months before somebody else came, so I put another set of fresh sheets on the bed. So I just decided, okay, I'm going to stop changing the sheets like that. I'll just put them on when someone comes. So thank God for Bishop. God, I love that man. He he, we got to he did probably more than I did, but he we worked and got everything together, and and we were preparing for visitation. We knew what foods we were going to serve. And so we, we got those groceries. We did all we needed to do and could do because we were preparing for visitation. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
Hallelujah, Jesus. <laughs> the beds, before the plan, before they were coming, the room looked good. The room was already, the bed, Sharon, was already made. If you came over and looked up over there, and I like that comfort, okay? Or I don't like that comfort, <laughs> okay, whatever. You understand what I'm saying? Because it looked like everything was okay. Mm -hmm. But if you were to pull the sheets back, the, the comforter back, the lovely comforter back, you would see nothing but a mattress cover. Why? Because it was not prepared for visitation. Mm -hmm. It's just like that gold, the gold medal. Silver on the inside, but only overlaid with gold. Looks beautiful to the outside eye. Mm -hmm. All right. But it wasn't what it was portraying. Mm -hmm. Portraying. What the Lord wants us to do is examine ourselves. Mm -hmm. This is the time because there's going to be a mighty revival. Mm -hmm. Just as sure as my name is what it is. This is the time that we must prepare for the visitation. Mm -hmm. What is God saying to me? Things that I've got to lay aside, you may not have to lay aside. Mm -hmm. Things that you have to lay aside, God may not be talking to you to do the same thing. But I know some things that the Lord has spoken to me All right. that he wants me to lay off of that for a while. Mm -hmm. Now don't do that. Not that it's sin. But I need to realign. You know, you go to a chiropractor and they realign your spine. There's some things that I know that I can do, I can lay aside in order to focus more on where I need to go. Mm -hmm. All right. Okay. Not that they're sin. Uh -huh. I'm not saying that they're sin. But what I am saying is. Some of these things are what I choose to call time wasters. Time wasters. Can I, what things in my life, and I've started looking, what things in my life have I, can I lay aside and spend that time with the Lord? It may not be permanent. It may be permanent. But for now, I am mm -hmm. preparing for visitation. Mm -hmm. All right. All right. I, Peter, I want more of God. Praise the Lord. And I've come to learn that there is as much God available to every one of us that we want. Mm -hmm. Not, if someone, or if, if I'm at the ocean, if I'm at the ocean, and I'm in water up to here, well, let's say I'm up to here. I'll go, I'll go up to here. <laughs> but if I'm only going wading out to this deep, I'm still at the ocean. And I'm still in the ocean. 
-hmm. But let's say, Michelle, you come and you go way out and you're going under and going all around and swimming all, whatever, all out there. You chose to go out further than I am. Mm -hmm. But somewhere along the line, you had to prepare to get there. You had to learn, spend, spend some more time in learning how to swim in the deep. Mm -hmm. All right. I'm only going out here and I'll go out. And then when I go out further, I'll get on my toes just to make sure I'm standing ahead above water. Mm -hmm. But then there's some others. And Bishop, he'll go swimming out there and no, that's not me. Because I have not taken the time to prepare to go out to the deep. Mm -hmm. All right. So what the Lord wants us to do, come on, he's, he's, he's extending the scepter to us. Remember in Esther how, how the king extended the scepter because nobody could come and talk to the king yeah. unless he extended the scepter. Mm -hmm. God has extended the scepter to us. Mm -hmm. yeah. All right. And he said, come, come talk to me. Mm -hmm. Prepare, come on. Mm -hmm. And even before Esther went to see the king, she prepared. She, she washed and cleansed and fasted and yeah. sought and did, heard what God had to say. And then she went and the scepter was extended. Mm -hmm. the Lord. God is, has extended the scepter to us. Church, God has extended us the scepter. Praise the Lord. He's extended it to us as a church. All right. But he's extended to us individually. Mm -hmm. And yeah. if either one of us or every one of us, how much of God do we want? My Lord Jesus. Do you do are we okay right here? Mm -hmm. Those of you online, are we okay right here? Just with water up to here? Or are we willing to say, okay, I want to go deeper. I want to go more into what God is doing. Mm -hmm. I want to. Yes. I want to know him more. Mm -hmm. I want to know him. Yes. I want to say this. And this is something I really. And I, I, I say this in the Tuesday night Bible study all the time. We have such a wonderful time. And. This is for somebody. God is not mad at you. Some of us have fallen. I dare say almost all of us have fallen. Messed up somewhere along the line. But God is not mad at you. All right. The same invitation that he extends to me as the preacher is the same invitation he extends to you. He wants all of us to know him intimately. He wants all of us to come to him just like we are. Whether, whether we're saved, whether we've learned him as Lord and Savior, whether we've accepted him, he wants to be your Savior. Whether or not we know him, the scepter has been extended. The scepter has been extended. Prepare. Let me say this. If I don't know how to find my way to it, if we 
listen to him. Some, there are going to have to be some courageous decisions. But God, help me. Whatever you ask for from me, let my heart say yes. Let's stand on your feet. Can everybody stand on your feet? Hallelujah, Jesus. God, we need you to lift those hands. Will we say yes to the Lord? He's talking to us. I do believe this. God is talking yes, to every yes. one of us. He's talking to us. And as he's talking, what is he I asking see. for? What he's asking for from me is not what he's asking for from you. But every one of us, he's asking for more, for us to to give up more. If we give up more of ourselves, he'll come in and fill that space. Yes, he will. Yes, he will. Yes. He wants to fill all the spaces in us. Oh, come on, let's talk to him. Yes. Let's give him a yes. Lord, my desire. Yes. My desire. Is that I know you. I want to know you. I want to know you. You're real. Yes. Yes. You're real. Yes. And I want to know you. Yes. I want to know you. Holy Spirit, you told us and you talked so much. You told us so much last year. Yes, Lord. Yes, Jesus. Oh, God, help us this morning. We want to know. We surrender our will, our ways. We humble ourselves before you. We want to know you. But you who brought us this far, you led us along the way. We shouldn't even been here. Hallelujah. We shouldn't even been here. But you kept us here for purpose. Every time the enemy is coming in like a flood, it was your spirit that lifted up the standard against him. God, I want to know you. We want to know you. We want to know you on this side. In these Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. We believe your word. Paul said that he may know you. The power of your resurrection. And in the fellowship of your son. We want to know you, God. So we ask that you forgive us. Yes, forgive us of every shortcoming, every failure, every time you called and we didn't come. But we thank you this morning, Father, because because the scepter is still extended. You haven't withdrawn the scepter. And you said, come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and you would give us rest. We want to know. Lord, help us to get back up on the wall of prayer. Help us to be watchmen, watchmen on the wall. Yes, Lord. Help us, God. Because the revival is coming. And we don't want to be on the sideline watching. We want to help reap the harvest for you. 
You've been better to us than we've been to ourselves. You kept us when we didn't even want to be kept. When we wanted to walk away, you held us close, God, and we say thank you. Even though times have been what they are, times have been dark. Lord, it was still you who carried us when we couldn't even walk. We want to say thank you this morning. Thank you for how you kept us. Thank you for how you brought us. Thank you for how you taught us. We bless you this morning. Continue to move by your spirit. Help us to let our light shine. That folks will see you. They will see you. They will see you. And they want to come to serve you. We give you glory this morning. Hallelujah. We give you honor. We give you praise. It's in the name of Jesus. And Lord, as you speak, as you speak, whatever you say, your heart says yes. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Jesus. Whatever you say, God, my heart says yes. Yes, Jesus. Because I want to serve you from the heart. Yes, Lord. I want to serve you from the heart. In the name of Jesus Christ, I pray. Thank God. Amen. 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 We know that you were blessed by today's message. We have to not only be listeners of the Word of God, but also doers. To find out what your next steps may be, simply go to ofhorangeburg.com forward slash next. Come again next week where we will make sure you have a place to find God.